All right, folks, welcome back after a great week one. And it turns out we don't even need a season because the Chiefs are just going to blow everyone out of the water. I guess so, Shuby. They looked really good. But are you sure that's not a bit of an no, overreaction? No, I mean, obviously, Houston, they made the trade for their franchise. They knew what they are doing. They made the best trade they could to get David Johnson on their side. And the Chiefs didn't even care about that. They had their whole offense together. All they did was just add, you know, the best-fitting running back in the draft for them. And, yeah, it, it's done. Pack it up. Just save everyone the COVID spreading around, but... No, I want more football. I want more to, football? I want to watch the whole thing. How about a week two? I'm in for a week two. I'm ready. Welcome to 814 Sports, everyone. We kind of took week one off, but I'm, I mean the Lions did too, as well as the Buccaneers. There, a lot of teams took week one off, but what were your thoughts on week one, Chris? Um, outside of that one game you just mentioned that we should not mention again. Oh, well, uh, we will. We will. Um, it, I... It was good to have football back. A little different with no fans, but it was still very enjoyable to just sit on the couch on a Sunday. Yes. Sit there. It had that magic in the air, and it was just like, I can do this all day. Nothing better than waking up on a Sunday morning, going to your TV, turning on the Red Zone channel or or the pregame show or or whatever. Or Flex 2 TVs like you did at your Yeah, or Flex 2 TVs and just sit down and... Get ready for. I do want to thank you for introducing Red Zone into my life last year because I remember we watched it at your place once, and it's like, why would we ever watch anything different? I almost like don't want to watch the regular games that are in front of me. Oh yeah, no, I, I, it's magical. Like, I probably won't watch the Red Zone or won't watch the regular games the rest of the season just Mm -hmm. because the Lions are out and (laughs) and uh, Red Zone Channel rocks. You can watch every game. Mm Hmm. Well, I mean, the big thing with this week, of course, with the COVID restrictions and everything, no fans at most of the games. It sounds like there could be ways in the future to work fans in. It's kind of just like waiting the two weeks, waiting the four weeks or whatever. Jacksonville and Kansas City were like, all right, let's just go for it. Yeah. Which, I don't know how it's going to work out. Yeah, we'll see. I mean. So far, so good. Fingers one, crossed. One fan in Kansas City got COVID. Oh, seriously? Yeah. Oh. Well, I but, mean, out of that whole stadium, one fan, that's... I mean, Hopefully a, not more. Who knows? Well, Florida State, this is off topic here, Florida State had like 25% capacity, but all in the lower bowl. So it was like, great. And what then of course it was like thunderstorms, so everyone had to rush inside. Oh God. So, yeah. yeah I, but, I wasn't paying attention to that. Well, not for your Florida. Week one though, a lot of action, a lot of upsets. I think we saw the Cardinals, they kind of pulled off the upset over the Niners. Kyler Murray showed he could lead a comeback, which was... Uh, like, oh, yeah, yeah. I, That's true. It's not his first comeback. A, well, no, no. I'm just saying, I wouldn't call it a huge upset, just because I have high hopes for the Cardinals this year. We'll get I into that later. I think if you but. looked at the Cardinals, well, the Cardinals played the Niners close last year. If you looked at this Cardinals team and saw them perform well, then that's a big sign of relief for you there to be like they can they can get over that hill and beat a quality team like the Niners. Yeah, and for everyone that was saying DeAndre Hopkins is going to struggle in a new offense, he's the probably the best receiver in the NFL, uh, either him or Julio, and. Uh, when you put a guy in like that in a new offense, he's not going to struggle. He's going to just pick up where he left off. Yeah, I was like kind of sleeping on him in some fantasy drafts because I'm like, oh, they'll have to share carries. It'll be air raid. He put up like 150 yards. Like that, they knew what they're doing with that pick. And I guess Houston was like, all right, go ahead and do it. Another upset of the week: the Washington Football Team down 17 nothing to the Eagles came back, shut down Carson Wentz. And did the job. It was impressive to see. It was very impressive. I think they're going to be an interesting team to watch this year. They have Ron Rivera, obviously. He's a, probably one of the better coaches in the NFL, in my opinion. Um, and with Dwayne Haskins, we'll see if he can prove himself. I guess that'll be the big key is how Haskins plays this year. Yeah, that's a big X factor for that team. We saw their defense pull off eight sacks against an injured Eagles offensive line. So... I mean, injured line is one thing, but that's still an impressive number. And Chase Young did his thing. That wasn't much of a surprise. But good <laughs> yeah. to see for the former R-words. <laughs> uh, all right, what, what about the highest, most anticipated game? Uh, Tampa Bay versus Drew Orleans. Ah, I was almost going to correct you there. I don't know why. But, <laughs> you know, I think it was the whole atmosphere of, like, the Superdome in Louisiana – and you had like all this fanfare, Drew Brees, Tom Brady, and without the fans there, it was kind of just like dead silent. Yeah. 
less than anticipated. And, I mean, the game flow even, too, that Tampa Bay was like, let's run the ball with Ronald Jones for some reason. That didn't work out all too well. Uh, Tom Brady was, wasn't was on point with his receivers just yet. You could see his passes going a little bit too far over, too far underneath, uh, just missing receivers and into the defensive hands. So there's definitely work to do that communication-wise. And the Saints, being as good of a team as they are, were able to put that away and take the game pretty easily. But they suffered some injuries. Michael Thomas could be out for a few weeks with a high ankle sprain, which is not what you want to see from last year's, well, the reception leader in the season. Yeah. Oh, yeah, all time, too, like in, in a season. Right, exactly. Uh, guess what's back, Shuby? What is back? Um, Kamara's back on an extension. Yes, but also bad referees or controversial calls. Yes. They're back. And we had two controversial offensive pass interference calls on Sunday between, well, one with the Bengals with a chance to win the game. A.J. Green had a little bit of a push-off for the game-winning touchdown. Mm -hmm. They called offense pass interference. Obviously, Randy Bullock misses the field goal. Well, my my God, I felt so bad for Joe Burrow because his first chance to lead a game-winning drive, he does everything right. Literally gets it to his receiver who's open. But, oh, there was a slight little push-off and kind of a weak call in my opinion. I can The, the slow-mo with the offensive pass interference is so bad because like, you just see like an arm slightly extend in slow motion. Er, 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 yeah. And like that looks like, it's like, oh, there it is right there. There's extension. Yeah. But it's like how hard was the contact? Yeah. Like, we can't really tell that from like a slow-mo replay. And the other one happened on Sunday night between the Rams and the Cowboys. And this one, I thought was, I hate the Cowboys, but they got kind of screwed there, rightfully so because they get well, away with everything. It's just Jalen Ramsey in Hollywood. He took some acting classes. Yeah, they, and he's like, whoa. Yeah, no, that was. He's never been touched by a receiver. Before. That was a terrible call. Um, kind of cost the Cowboys a chance to. Yeah, I think win that was game. one where like but, if the Cowboys did have that call go their way and all that, you have people being like, wait a minute, the interception that got them three points earlier in the game that shouldn't have happened. Which I mean, it really shouldn't have, but. Uh, the lineman smacked Goff in the head with his hand and no call somehow. But, <laughs> yeah, that was a close one. The Cowboys just underwhelmed in that game. Kind of nice seeing McCarthy lose one and not having to be affected by it. <laughs> but, I mean, that's a little pity, but that's fine. It happens. I'm glad. I'm just glad I can continue to hate Mike McCarthy just because I hated him in Green Bay. Yeah, do you hate the Packers, Chris? Do you hate how they proved everyone wrong in week one? Proved who wrong? Well, everyone was kind of like, oh, it's going to be... Well, it was more just like the division's going to be a scramble this year. We're going to jump to our kind of our home team report because we are an NFC North podcast. Sorry for any other NFC programs or the other AFC North. But, yeah, the Packers just really impressed in the game, I think. Because the big thing against them, I think a lot of people had into it, was like Rodgers can't sling it out. They're not going to sling it out with Rodgers. They're going to avoid the air. Of course, the Vikings pretty weak against the passing attack. And the Packers exploited it pretty well, I'd say. A little bit of a slow start, but they got going and piled on points after points. The only thing that he has going for him is that he has six games against weak secondaries this year. That's six wins if you can pull him off. At, le- at least six six games against uh, some bad secondaries, just in the division alone. Because we saw, I wasn't impressed with the Bears secondary at all. Uh, I think they have a rookie going at cornerback. Not gonna, that's not going to help. Uh, help him very much. Uh, we saw what the what they did to the Vikings, and then the Lions are just a train wreck at well, the secondary. I think we kind of have. To, I'm sorry, I threw a little bit of justice to this and explain. I mean, what happened in that game to the Lions? We don't need to touch too much on it because we already kind of know how it went. But just for how bad of a way it is to lose that. Um. Uh, well, you know when you can't when your team can't beat Mitch Trubisky, they're. Probably gonna be in contention for Mark, a top five. I want to see pick. the despair in your eyes no. as you realize your season's going nowhere after week one. Uh, no, <laughs> I mean I didn't really expect it to go anywhere before week one, but you know they had they had all the chances in the world to win that game. I mean you look back at uh, when they're up, what twenty points or seventeen points or whatever it was, then Prater misses a field goal. And that's when everything started spiraling out of control. Well, it was I. I'm not sure what moment it was. I should have like took a note of the moment. I was like, "Oh, I know what's happening here." It might have been 
was it the Bears down two touchdowns? I was like, oh, I know what's going to happen next. The writing's on the wall. Just you wait. Yeah. It, any other team, you wouldn't expect Mitchell Trubisky to uh, lead a comeback of that magnitude. I think that might be his only good quarter of his career. Well, it was and three touchdowns in the fourth quarter, which I think ranks up there in like fourth quarter performances statistically. So I'm crazy like that. I he still one. sucks. I know, oh, I agree. I love but, the game. Like, the first three quarters of the game were putrid for him. Like, they were, I mean, it was like he dropped for a pass, a quick little screen, and then it's like, that almost got picked off. How did that almost get picked off? Yeah. But I think I saw somewhere, it was like, statistically, he had, like, one of the best fourth quarters of all time. And I'm like, that makes no sense. It's Mitchell Trubisky. Yeah. Um, like, the announcers but, were calling for him at the half, Chris. They were like, get him out of here, get Foles in. Yeah. Between the... Uh, the missed field goal by Prater, the interception that Stafford threw on that third down, uh, and then the DeAndre Swift drop, those three things were the, the biggest reasons why they lost. But, I mean, I, I'm not going to be that guy. I don't think this is why they lost. But the, they did. They were missing Kenny Galladay that game, mm-hmm. which was a big loss for them. And Desmond Trufant got hurt mid-game. They lost Justin Coleman. Their two starting corners go down. I think across the league. It's just a big trend of like injuries across players. And I'm not sure if that's preseason to get bodies adjusted to the speed of the game or not as much contact in camp because of COVID and all that. Yeah. But we are seeing but more injuries than usual. Like for, for the Lions, though, when you lose your starting two cornerbacks and your first-round pick that, already, that you picked at cornerback, Jeff Okuda, is out already. You're kind of, I kind of, I'm not surprised that they gave up uh, a few big plays to Anthony Miller and Allen Robinson. So, I mean, it is what it is. They're going to get, I mean, we'll get to this later, but they're going to get obliterated by Green Bay this week. So you can have your fun, Shuby. Uh, I mean, I did. As awful as it was, I did. We had a small gathering at your place, actually. And I, like, the Lions making their drive to come back, and I stepped back, got a little bit of video footage about how it all went down, and, I mean, it was, like, just beautiful. And in my eyes, it was beautiful, seeing the despair. And it was, like, the same old Lions mentality. The worst thing for me, I'll just real, real quick to wrap it up, I, the worst thing was seeing the videos of Bears fans being, like, the opposite of what I was feeling. Yeah, I can agree. Well, I mean, and now they think they're good. Yeah, I think, it's like, I think we knew either team going to that would be, like, we're better than we think we are. We're 1-0. I didn't think the Lions – I wasn't going to think the Lions were going to be good. Even if they won that – if DeAndre Swift catches that ball, yeah, I would still been pissed that they even were close in Chicago. They would have – yeah, I think they a little rip there. Um, anyways, let's look Let's look at uh, the whole division for a preseason – I guess this was a more – supposed to be more it's of a, pre- a preseason, preseason. week one in a way. But week the, one slash preseason. Let's look at the division and strengths, weaknesses, the NFC North, see – uh, who can who might come out on top? Just because this is our the teams are, are the division our teams are in, and uh, there's really no clear winner in my opinion. I think yet. after week one, there's an argument to be made, but I do agree it is a very it could be a cutthroat division, give or take some different injuries, some different uh, just plays that are made. I think it could be a very close division, top to bottom. All right, let's start with the Vikings, a team that. Neither of us really care about, but well, I think you had this order because you had a favorite in the division. But after week one, but I so the Vikings are interesting because they lost their coordinator. He went to the Browns to coach, Smansky, Stefanski, Stefanski, close enough. But I think we're. I mean, we saw a pretty obvious hole from the Vikings after week one, and that's in the secondary. They have, I think it's all four of their corner spots are either like rookies. Or one-year guys who are still learning the position, learning the curve, and to be competitive in a division that has Aaron Rodgers, that has Matthew Stafford, that has, I mean, a quarterback, a <laughs> quarterback to be named later. That has a uh, little weirdo at quarterback, I don't know. A little weirder, weirdo or a complete stud, one of the two. But, yeah, when you have a division that can sling the ball out, it's going to be tough to compete in there. And I think think there's a chance that I mean that could I mean Packers exposed it week one I think as more teams see that footage and like hey we can air it out they're gonna air it out so they better have a good pass rush which I think they do have actually 
And the other thing, the other thing is in this division, I think we're going to see a lot of high-scoring games just because, because of that reason. No team really has an impressive secondary, and the offensive weapons on every team are just insane. Like the Vikings have Thielen. The Packers have Devontae Adams. The Lions have Kenny Galladay. The Bears have Allen Robinson mm-hmm. for now. Very solid receivers. Yeah, so and for, they're gonna we'll get to that in a second. They're gonna get probably torn up all season, all all four of them, I think. But it's really just gonna be who can stop the run, who can run the ball well, all that other stuff that decides games. I think. Well, a team that can run the ball well, ball well is gonna be the Vikings for sure. They're a run oriented team, even with that Stefanski offense that was going out. They're gonna keep a lot of that mentality. You have Dalvin Cook who just put pen to paper for an extension. And I, they're going to keep pounding the rock with him. He had two touchdowns, I think 50 or so uh, rushing yards, but definitely yeah. a run-first team that you have there. They definitely have the best running back in the in the division. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll see how they use him if they're able to get ahead in games and use him That's going to be an advantage. If you can score quickly as the Vikings, you can really power through yeah. and have, give that to your running back, your bell cow to win the game. Yeah, he'll be able to put away some games, but they, they got to get ahead. Um, and then, obviously, uh, they added Yannick Ngakwe. Uh, they lost Daniel Hunter to an injury. I totally would have said Daniel Hunter, so thank you for taking that lead there. And they also lost, uh, I forget his name. They lost another defensive lineman to the Cowboys. I forget his name, though. Everson Griffin. Well, there you go. He went to the to the Cowboys. So they added a guy. They lost a couple guys for well, Hunter. But for I think it still puts a good passing at or like a, a pass attack. Yeah, they, going against the passing men to say. I would say them. They have a good pass rush. They, I mean, I wouldn't, I'm not going to say that they're the best pass rush in the division, but we've seen how important that is. Uh, especially in this division, it's going to be important getting the Stafford, getting the uh, Rogers, getting to Mitch Trubisky. I guess. Uh, even though you don't really need to for him to play bad. But, uh, yeah, that's going to be an X factor for them, I think, mm-hmm. just getting some sort of pressure on the quarterback. Certainly. Let's pivot to my team of choice, the Packers. Now, I'm going to start and just say, I think from what I'm hearing from everyone, that this is kind of like the most doubted team in the NFL. Is that a fair statement to make, or do you are you kind of against that? Uh, I doubt them. So that's Eve- correct, then. Even even after week one, I still don't think they're even remotely close to a Super Bowl caliber team. I don't think they did enough in the offseason to take that next step. They're not, in my opinion, mm-hmm. they're not going back to the NFC Championship game. I, they might win. It takes some luck to get there. I can, I, I can agree with that statement. I think in this spot, they're the best team in the division currently. And I mean, it's week one bias, I'm going to be very much leaning towards week one, which I shouldn't. But I think, like, when you look at the Packers, their offense is still mostly the same. They didn't lose Balaga at tackle, but they're they're still running with Rodgers in the quarterback spot, who, of course, they are going to more of a run-focused offense. But I think, I mean, as you saw, they can sling it when they need to. And it is yeah. weird, because, like, the, we criticize the Packers a lot for not taking a receiver in a very receiver-heavy draft. All Honestly, all seven rounds had deep receiver depth. And the Packers were like, nah, we're good for some reason. <laughs> they even like cut receivers. They had Kumaro, which is a guy you don't know, but they cut him. <laughs> so it's it is just Alan outside of Devontae Adams, who is proving himself in that top tier of receiver, I'd say, in the NFL. You've got Alan Lazard, you've got uh, MVS, and that's I mean, that's about it. You have for receivers to not very not very scary. Think right. they're, they're, it's, it's, but they make it, I mean, as for the Vikings, they made it work. But, like, can they make it work for better secondaries? You, yeah, that's you run into a there. team that has a shutdown corner that's going to cover Adams. You're not going to be able to do much. Um, I, you're really literally putting your, your game on Alan Lazard and Marquez Valdez-Scantling. And I don't think those guys are anywhere close to elite enough. They're not elite enough to um, take that next step and be the go-to guys in crunch time in the passing game. Mm-hmm. They don't, like, they're not like the, uh, the other three teams in the division where the Vikings have Justin Jefferson, Lions have Marvin Jones, the Bears have Anthony Miller. Mm-hmm. The, those guys res- who have more established yeah. roles as a receiver too. Yeah. I do like that they have, uh, 
Aaron Jones. I think I do think later. Yeah. Well, they have too many running backs. As, That's the thing. It's as, weird. As they go on in the season, I think they're going to kind of lean on him more. I don't think Rodgers is. I still don't think Rodgers has a whole lot in the mm-hmm. tank left. Um, That's a fair assessment. We'll see. I mean, it's very hard for me to say they're not the favorite right now. I, I really I can't find a reason because the only other team I could see beating them is the Vikings. Right. And they just beat the Vikings. So uh, I guess I'll say they're the favorite right now. Uh, and we'll get to our well, picks. I'll say, right. It was a pretty before. big week one win for the Packers to get that win over the Vikings. I do think as well um, – we have A.J. Dillon now, our second-round draft pick, for some reason. But I'm going to guess if they need a guy to grind it out more, they will use A.J. Dillon. Have you seen his thighs by chance? In a completely non-suggestive way. He just is a very, he's like Saquon-level thighs okay. and quads, if that makes sense. He's a big guy. Yeah, I, I've, I, I remember Very well-built. When, when Boston College played Central a few years ago, he was like a freshman or something or sophomore. That, he has a lot of miles on him. He was very tough to tackle. But that falls a different animal. Right. Looking defensively, you did mention there's like not a good secondary in the NFC North. I do think the Packers are kind of getting there with like a good secondary of sorts. I they've got well the uh, Jare Alexander. Jair. 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 Jared. He went to Jared. Jair Alexander. Yes. Jair. Yes, close enough. But he played a stellar game week one. Interception, sack for a safety. But. They use, you have him. Skull, no. Should we just did the skull? No, the safety you side. Just did, safety. Uh, it's the same thing. You can't. We're podcasting. You can't see what I did. <laughs> um, you've got him. You've got Kevin King on the corner, like a early draft pro, or like a, I think a round two guy a couple years back, but he's really developed into his own. You have Adrian Amos at safety still, I believe. I didn't check that up, but I know he's been a solid safety for many years and was great last year. So I think they have pieces for a decent secondary to be competitive so from what i've i didn't really watch much of the game but i did see that they got torched this week by the vikings that's true and a lot of garbage uh, outside of jair alexander i don't really those other guys you said i don't think are gonna cut it especially against some of the better teams well it is the packers do play the niners they play the saints they do play what eagles i don't know when you when you look at the other teams in the nfc i think packers would probably be Middle of the road, maybe a little bit uh, out of the top half as far as secondary goes. I can agree opinion. with that. But in this division, it might be the X factor yeah. here, just to be better than others. Yeah. And then, of course, they did lose, last off the Packers, they did lose uh, Blake Martinez. There was a leading tackler last year at linebacker. And they have, a, I think they had the Smith duo back again, Preston and Zadavius. So, again, some defensive pressure there. I, not to, hmm. They're so middle of the road defense. And it's going to frustrate me when teams run on them because they still will. I don't think they got like a super high quality run stopper kind of guy. Mm-hmm. So who knows with that one? Should we go to the Lions? Yeah, let's get into the Lions a little bit. Uh, so offensively, I think they have potential to be one of the top offenses in the league. They certainly have pieces. It's just all about getting them cohesively working together. I like some of the I like the picks they made, even though DeAndre Swift dropped that pass. Still think he's going to be a very. Right. It's clearly a mental thing. Who knows whatever mm-hmm. mental thing he was going through to, before he got the pass. And then, of course, it happens. I'm sure he'll repound over it. The locker room seems supportive yeah. of him after that incident. He's going to be a very important part of the offense, along with um, with Adrian Peterson and Kerryon yeah, Johnson. Yeah, what a pickup that was. Adrian Three. Peterson. They were just like, we want, like, instead of having a two person running back, oh, we're going to add a third one. No big deal. Just Adrian Peterson. Yeah, so I think that's going to help. First of all, take some pressure off DeAndre Swift, and second of all, keep Kerryon Johnson healthy this season by, said than done. By, le- by limiting his touches. Uh, and then offensive line, I really like what they did with the offensive line. Um, they got Jonah Jackson at guard. Uh, they got uh, kept some of the, most of the guys there. They did sign. Uh, I was going to say oh. Shane Decker. That's one of my friends from oh. school. Uh, <laughs> Tyler Decker. Uh, there you go. And they also got uh, Vitai who was missing last week, he was uh, injured. So I think that was a big issue last week because that's the side that Cleo Mack was targeting, mm-hmm. the right tackle position, getting some pressure on Stafford. I think when he comes back, he might be able to anchor down that, the offensive right. line a little bit. 
And then receivers, obviously, you got Kenny Galladay, Marvin Jones. Might be one of the best one-two punches in the league, honestly. Yeah. I can yeah. admit that, too. Like, Marvin Jones was a sleeper I picked up in my fantasy leagues across the board, just trying to get more guys that can really catch the ball and make plays at that. We saw he had a lot of good touchdowns last year, too. Yeah, those two. And then, obviously, they add, they have Danny Amendola, and they had they added uh, Quintez Cephas, who had a few big catches last game. They really did good, good use out of him. And then, obviously, Hawkinson, who had a few catches this week as well. Defensively, I can't say the same thing about the Lions. I just can't. I have zero faith in them. I don't think they're going to go well, very far. Well, didn't sound too ready after camp, it sounded like. Like, he was just not – I mean, obviously, health-wise, he wasn't ready to go. But, like, development-wise, as a player, he wasn't exactly there yet. I heard rumors he might not even have been starting week one. Well, he was fourth on the depth chart, but that I think a lot of that has to do with no preseason. And honestly, some depth charts are kind of like rubbish too. It was like, oh, this yeah. running back's like fourth, and he's like, no, he's the main guy. But if the Lions are going to do anything this year, they need him to play and play well because they just lost Justin Coleman for the season, I think, who was our top corner. Right, he was the lead uh, guy. And Trufant, who knows if he's going to be healthy. So really, we're going with Okuda and Aru Wanawari or whatever his name is. Um, from yes, that's Penn the name. State, from Penn State. Uh, so those two guys, we'll Okuda see how. Wari, maybe. Yeah, that, we'll see. <laughs> we'll how, figure out names one of these days. We'll see how they do. Linebackers. Uh, they had obviously there's that BS ejection on uh, Col- Jamie, Collins. Jamie Collins. Well, you hit an official with the helmet. You I mean, didn't hit the official. Okay, didn't. okay, that's. No, I mean. That's just okay. It was a very, it was very soft, stupid. It was very, it soft was very contact. Yeah, very boneheaded. Play, it was a stupid literally. play, um, but it was also very weak to throw a guy out of the game for that. It, just give him a penalty. That's and more on. principle than uh, more principle than actual like actual cause of it. I think. Yeah, just getting touching official. Just it was a ref show there, um, but Jared Davis sucks. Uh, they don't really like it. Or Tavai, any of those guys, and then the pass rush is god awful. They have nobody to rush the passer. They have, they added Aquara. Uh, they have the Aquara twin or brothers, not twins, but they're decent. And then well, they're Trey, still developing. Trey, it, too. Trey Flowers is overpaid, and Overhyped. Danny Shelton's supposed to be the replacement for Snacks Harrison. I don't think he's that great. Um, Sounds like a, I don't a know. piece you build in the draft for next year. It is. I mean, that's the one thing downside to not drafting Derek Brown in the draft and drafting Okuda is. You don't have that guy to stop the run, and I think uh, mm-hmm. this year that's going to be a struggle, especially against Dalvin Cook and Aaron Jones. All right, let's wrap this division up. Heading with Chicago, <laughs> <laughs> start by laughing. That's uh, mean. They have Chris. They're so good. They have two quarterbacks they use. Yeah. Come on. Uh, if Nick Foles takes over the job within the next couple weeks, they have a small chance. At maybe going 500. Well, the Bears are kind of projected to be the bottom of the league, really. Yeah. Of the division. And Mitch Trubisky is not going to cut it for them. He is number 32 out of 32, maybe even 33 out of 32, in my opinion. Because I think Nick Foles is better. But, yeah, he is not going to If they can figure out how to make that fourth quarter work in the next week. But I don't know if. How that really the works. rest of the league should be thanking the Lions for keeping him, making him look good. That's true. And we'll keeping get like people, a couple more weeks out of it. Keeping people to I'm not sure when we play in them. Chicago, but hopefully we get one out of them. Uh, and then uh, offensively, I did not see any any weapons besides Allen Robinson. Well, Montgomery is interesting because last year he had a whole bunch of volume, didn't do much with it. I have to wonder if he, look, when he gets the chance this year, assuming they stick with him mostly, he has been injured. For that week one game, but I think he could be a bit of an X factor here if he if they can stick to a well the hardest part being the lead for the ground game to work, but mm-hmm. if they can get to a position where they can use him in the ground, then that could be a plus for the Bears to use there. Yeah, and but I think Allen Robinson is their main weapon they have to work with. Yeah, and then they also have Anthony Miller who had one catch. Let's be honest, he had one catch this week. He's not great. He's he's just all right. I, he's an average. I think he can work well too. He's had he had, he showed some flashes last year. And then Jimmy Graham's a dinosaur. <laughs> well, what tight end one of ten on their lineup? Yeah, my God. Uh, they lost Kyle Long on the offensive line, so that's mm-hmm. we'll see how that works out for them. 
they didn't have a whole lot of draft uh, capital last year in all this draft. Yeah, last couple of years even. Just and, got things to come back. Because, yeah, and I just don't – I don't think they have nearly enough to – even with Nick Foles to – they don't have enough weapons to Well, and the other thing, too, win. we're seeing that uh, Allen Robinson this past week kind of did your typical receiver um, tirade, tantrum. I don't know the best. He wasn't, like, outlier. Like, I hate you, Bears, but just, like, he wanted to either get paid, which, I mean, he is kind of worth the money, but I don't know if the Bears can really want to work with that if they're rebuilding. Or to be traded somewhere else is what he wanted to do. And I think think they're making amends but it, i mean if you go four weeks in the bears are one and four or i don't know what the record would be at that point but there's a chance they look to move them off for some pieces which is what a smart franchise would do i think if you're yeah they go to the bottom i would definitely well i mean that's the other tricky thing too oh it's the same thing with the lions is they're trying to save the jobs the gm is trying to save his job it's probably not saveable for either the lions or the bears uh, front offices. They don't say, well, they don't want to be saved. So they're not, they don't want to dump pieces off for draft capital that they're not going to be able to use because mm-hmm. they're going to be gone. Um, they're going to try to keep and win now, keep them win now. So, yeah, I mean, they had a year and then the double going happened and from there it's just been downhill. Defensively, I mean, they have shades of their past defense, but it's just not, it didn't seem there last week against the Lions. Yeah, no. Uh, I think it was more the Lions not playing well offensively. I mean, they played well enough to be in the game, but they didn't play up to their potential, I think. And mm. I think they can. I think the Bears defense is going to struggle with a team that's really clicking on offense. You do have, of course, Clomac being that anchor that you have there. I don't know. Like how much else they have to work with, piece wise. Roquan Smith, I think that is true. Roquan Smith, the linebacker. Uh they're very young in the secondary, I think, and linebackers and and uh, defensive line are just iffy. I think uh, we'll see how it goes. I don't know much about the Bears' defense besides Cleo Mack. I mean, they still are a solid enough defense. It's just they they got to prove it. I think they play the Giants this week. That could be. A big impact for them going forward. Yeah, I think it's a division, though. Yeah, it could be a. It's a mess, but it's our mess, you know. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That's Speaking good. of our mess, let's <laughs> see what other kind of mess we can make. We are going to pick the division and see who wins what. Yes. All right. So we'll start with that division we were just talking about. The, the NFC North trash heap of the NFC North. Um, so I made my predictions before the season started. Like I a, didn't. Like a good so, person should. And you, you never told me you and, made the script. And you Don't waited until after that. week one. You never said once, hey, I made a script with picks. Go put your own in. I walk into the studio. We're in a studio now, by the way. I think we can officially call your bedroom a studio. Uh-huh. Went from the basement. Started from the bottom, now we're here. <laughs> <laughs> you know? All right. So I picked... The Minnesota Vikings to go nine and seven win the division. I mean that is a very close margin for the division. I can agree with that's going to be a close margin. I think as it just seems like a tight cluster of competition. I don't really need to elaborate too much more. Yeah, we'll save uh, it to it. Just because we just talked about this division for Which a long time. It happens. A long time. I uh, pick the Packers. Of course. I mean that's a little bit of homerness, but I I mean they look solid, and I I've had that opinion too. Everyone was kind of doubting them on the year. I'm like, they kept their pieces. Oh, socks! I made a pick. It's just Green Bay. Relax. But, yeah, Packers for sure, Then Let's go to the NFC East. All right, I have the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, this is not looking so good now. After. Well, I was going to say, are you? I might offer you a chance to pivot from some of these. Do you pivot from the Vikings still? I would pivot maybe a little bit. I still think the Vikings will win. Okay. I could see the Packers. Would you pivot from the Eagles now? No. I didn't see enough from the Cowboys to, to, I didn't see enough from the Cowboys or the Giants, to, really, give them a shot at winning this thing, and, I know the Eagles lost to the Washington football team, but, I don't think Washington has enough to win the division. I think the Eagles are going to be the last one standing. Maybe not the eleven and five record that I had them at. If I had to change anything, I'd probably change the record to maybe like a ten and six or. 
nine. Yeah, seven. I mean it's hard picking records because I didn't have the technology you did to like do a whole season of simulated stuff. I like the Cowboys here, and I know they lost their Week One matchup, but I think their offense is very potent if it can get working right. We saw. I mean, it was kind of they took a chance on that. It was like fourth and four, and they threw it three yards, which isn't going to cut it. Like that play had some errors with it, but I think there's a chance as they learn more of the offense and get in-game reps and all that, they can really sling it. And I, I, they did have a big injury in Leighton Van Der Esch this well, week. Well, there was Leighton Van Der Esch, and they lost Blake Jarwin tight end for the season. Yeah, so those those are two big injuries. Obviously, the Eagles are very we'll injured see. as well. So I've, You're noticing a theme. It's people are injured in the NFL this year. Yes. All right, let's what about the NFC South. So you made a bold one here, which isn't it's not rare. It's just impressive to see. Yeah, I picked the Buccaneers. Uh, Do you pivot? I'll pivot. I'll pick the Saints. Yeah, convincing you to my side. But uh, I just think it'll take a lot a while for the Buccaneers to kind of get that chemistry going. Still think they're a playoff team, but I think if I I could just switch the Buccaneers. They and do Saints. have a very nice defense, and I think the offense will come together. It's going to take some time and some help from the receivers. We're already seeing uh, Mike Evans be hampered. We're seeing Chris Godwin, who might miss week two. I like the Saints here as well. I know they are missing Michael Thomas, but they are. if there's a team that is crafty and inventive enough, it'll be the Saints. Maybe you get Taysom Hill some reps, or even Jameis Winston. Who knows? Like, the other I, question for the Saints would be the Breeze's arm. Can it last throughout the year? Yeah, we'll see how that works. Uh, without Michael Thomas, obviously, too, that's going to be a tough stretch for them not to rely heavily on Elvin Kamara and uh well Manuel, Manuel Sanders, Sanders too right that was a I mean a low that was probably the lowest key offseason acquisition that like should have been elevated but he's a very good receiver yeah and fits in to that two role pretty nicely That's, uh yeah. yeah NFC West NFC West whew. that was a division that went one and oh one and oh one and oh oh and one because they played the division yeah so <laughs> and it was the team that just went to the Super Bowl last right, year right exactly the last year's Super Bowl champion or near oh not even champion my bad Ooh. except for the last fourth quarter but <laughs> they're like the Lions in the Super Bowl though except no they're not <laughs> well you like them here though I do like the 49ers I do, I maybe not 14 and too good because that would mean they have to go obviously four, uh, 14 and one the rest of the season not impossible but, but. They are, I think, the most well-rounded team. They got, I think, running the football is no one does it better than the 49ers. Defensively, they're very solid all around. And they're going to need that defense. They're going to need to rely on that defense to get stops in a division where there's so many good offenses. And offensively, they can score. I think if they just stick to the blueprint they had last year, I think they'll be fine. They just need Jimmy, Jimmy Garoppolo to play better than he did week one. I think that's a solid statement. The Niners are very much in it still. And this division is going to be chaos because everyone here is good. Like, the Cardinals were supposed to be the bottom, but I think they might catapult over the Rams there. But that's still very close in that division. Here's what I like here. I like the Seahawks. Shout out Abi up in Seattle. But with the Seahawks for me, defense is a bit soft. They did add Jamal Adams. That's a big acquisition in the safety spot. And I think that, have you heard the saying on Twitter, hashtag let Russ cook? No. I was going to say, like, the whole hashtag thing kind of ruined the momentum I had going. But <laughs> I guess there's more of a license this year for Russell, uh, I almost said Westbrook, NBA talk, uh, Russell Wilson to kind of air it out, do his own thing, scramble more. And if we saw that against the Falcons, who admittedly aren't the best team, but I thought they, did a, they just had an exceptional showing, there's MVP talks going for Russell Wilson. He's never got an MVP vote. Do you know what he named his newborn son, Chris? Win. That's right. And I think the Seahawks will keep this winning going. They just have to keep... I mean, they want to stick to the run. If they can get to the run, that's more beneficial to them with Chris Carson there. But they might just try try something new. Air it out a little bit more. The NFL is going more air raid kind of style. Yeah. Uh, So what about our wild wild card picks? Wild card. So to finish out the rest of the playoffs, because it is a new playoff this year. There's three... Wild card spots instead of just two. Yeah, so we'll just start with the the two that we just talked about: the Seahawks and the Niners. I had the Seahawks in the wild card. You had the Niners. Oh, yeah, you had. Well, you had the Cardinals in there too. It looks like. Yeah. Oh, well, let me oh, make my pick. Okay. Let me make my own pick, Shuby. Uh, obviously, uh, the Saints. I have one in the division now, but I originally had the Saints. 
So now it's the Buccaneers. And then I have the Arizona Cardinals as my third wild card. I think Kyler Murray is going to take a huge step forward this year and get them to the playoffs. Maybe even win a playoff game. I think I liked, I love that offense with DeAndre Hopkins, and I love that uh, I think they have enough pieces on defense to get them pretty far. I think far. entering the preseason, the Cardinals were like everyone's team to watch and kind of bandwagon for, and then they got DeAndre Hopkins, and that's like everyone wants to be there now. That is the spot to be in Arizona. And in fact, I took them two in a wild card. I did take the Niners as well in a wild card spot. That's just too much talent on that team. They can run the ball exceptionally well. And I think most of the league will be kind of left in the dust behind the Niners there. And I was going to say for the NFC, the last wild card spot, the Rams, which, I mean, it wouldn't happen. You'd have too many losses in the division. But could you imagine a full division making it? I like the Rams. I do. Honestly. They were impressive. We, I mean, oh, new stadium at home, a little help in the rest of the end. But, no, they, they did look very good at home. Mm-hmm. And they looked like that team that went to the Super Bowl. So, Ooh, a little bit. Interesting. Some shades of... 2018. Yes. <laughs> so they, I, I agree with that one. But they just need another good call in the playoffs. <laughs> but yeah, they, they could definitely make some noise in that division. But I think more realistically, because a whole division making is going to be rare. Everyone on eight and eight is not going to happen. I do like the Bucks in here. I think there's just enough for them to squeak in. Looking at the rest of the NFC, it doesn't really inspire much confidence. Assuming the Bucks can be like competitive to an average level or so. The NFC North isn't all too impressive. The NFC East isn't all too impressive. I'll give you a sleeper pick, though. If they can keep the momentum going, Washington football team would be a surprise, wouldn't they? I don't... Oh, there'd be a... As, like, the very big, last wild card spot. A big surprise, but I don't think it's happening. Uh, they do have an easy division. Probably the second easiest division outside of the, the North. But, uh, I don't know. They... They could have a good season, but I don't think the playoffs are in, in the question or in the conversation here for them. So we had some differing opinions for the NFC. For the AFC, things are a little bit different. Yes, very different. Let's start with the Ravens. Just <laughs> <laughs> be like, this is the Ravens division. Well, I am wearing a Ravens shirt, you can't see that, but I think the Ravens do have like the lead here. Lamar Jackson's just too special a player to not make it for this division title at least. And they they do have a lot of tough games, I think. So they're going to probably struggle a little bit at some points, but I think they're far and away the best team in this division. Cincinnati, too young. Too, Joe Burrow, is, I love Joe Burrow, but I don't think they... They need more time, definitely. They need more time. More time, more draft capital. The Browns, I don't even know what to do with them. I mean... Oh, boy. We'll get with, to those two in, later with, on. With Baker... Three coaches in three years is tough. I mm-hmm. can't really completely put it on him. And then the only other team I think is that could possibly challenge him is the Steelers. Steelers would be nice, though. I'll get to more of them we'll, later. We'll get hint, to, hint. Uh, but, I, don't, I mean, Ravens take the division. That seems pretty cut and dry here. Yeah. Uh, AFC East. Not as much cut and dry, but I do like the Bills here. I, yeah, I heard that right. It's not going to be the Patriots this year. Shocking. It's going to be the Bills. I, be the yeah, Bills. I agree. And I know a lot of people are saying maybe the Patriots. I'm going to say no. I think I think it's going to be well, the Bills. Well, Cam Newton was impressive. In a cakewalk. In a cakewalk against the Dolphins. That's no, the I'm, saying, I'm saying the Bills will win the division. It will be a cakewalk than the win. Oh, I misheard you then. Okay. I don't, I, they may, might lose to the Patriots once, but they're going to be 5-1 and one in the division record-wise. That's Yeah, that's hard to overcome. They're... At least five and one in the division, and that's going to be enough for them to get. I just don't see the Patriots. With yeah, I, they lost so much on defense. They had, well, I feel like it was almost like half their starter. No, that sounds too high. Like seven defensive players or so opt out because of COVID, which totally fine. That's your family choice and all that and everything. But it does put them at a spot where the defense isn't as deep as it needs to be to be as productive as it needs to be. Plus, they do play a very hard schedule. They're playing. Because they won the division last year. They are playing the Ravens. They are playing the Chiefs. They are playing some other third team, the Texans, which is still a tough, a tough enough team to play. But I think the Bills do take this. Yeah. Zach Moss looks kind of exciting. I'll keep toss that name out there. All right. Uh, AFC South. AFC South. 
Probably the most random division. And well, Very, clearly yeah. the most random division in the AFC. I ooh, you oh I forgot a team entirely in my listings. Well, I'll take the wild card in a second. Um I like the Colts here. I'm gonna go on a limb. I like the Colts. That's a bold prediction after week one. It is. After Their week one the game, which I mean that was probably the game I was most confident they'd win in. They did not win. But and they did just lose their running back for the year. But they have really Jonathan. Just talking about this pick here. They have Jonathan Taylor though. They do. Jonathan Taylor is exciting as a prospect. They did work Naheem Hines in, but we'll do that later. Um, I think they have a solid enough defense, and I think with they might get enough good wins from other places. I it's a sleeper, but I think they can pull off the division upset. For sure, yeah. Um, I think they're going to be a contender. Philip Rivers, we'll see how he does. Didn't look too impressive week one against the worst team in the NFL. But I'm picking the, ta- the Titans. Sorry, I'm picking the Titans to win. I think they're going to carry over a lot from what they had last year. Didn't look so impressive on Monday Night Football this week against the Broncos. Not going to lie, but they got the win. Well, I mean, it's oh. all that mile-high magic, you know, making them look like sleepy in the game pretty oh. lame. I mean, a lot of it is the Stephen Gostowski missed three field goals and an extra point. But you shouldn't put yourself in that position. You should try to finish some drives. Yeah. And they, last year they were the number one team in the red zone. I think Derrick Henry is going to have another monster year. Uh, they don't really need to rely on Ryan Tannehill too much. So they'll be a good team. I think they just lost some piece, a, a couple of big pieces on you're defense. You're talking me into the Chiefs here. Or the Chiefs. Spoiler for the next one. Uh, you're talking me into the Titans here, but Chris. So I they also, be the they also had Jadavion Clowney, which could be that like underrated. A, yeah. That was like the very like the last signing of the offseason possible. So like, oh yeah, he's on the team now. Yeah. So we'll see that. I mean, they that obviously helps their pass rush and run stopping. So. All right. uh, and I kind of spoiled it for the last one. Yeah, oh, like who else would it be? Shuki? It's the Chiefs. We it's both the picked Chiefs. the Chiefs. I, you said fourteen and two. I said fifteen and one. Like it just seems like the Chiefs. For the biggest advantage Chiefs have over everyone else is their cohesiveness. They didn't move too many pieces around. Their only big addition was a running back who, surprise, surprise, looks fantastic on their team. Fits their offense extremely well. They're like perfect offense. Even got got even more perfect somehow. Mm-hmm. And. I think this is a team, and I mean, they are battle-tested from their playoff run. They can stay healthy. I, they could really be up there in terms of, like, 15-1. and one. I don't want to say 16-0, because it probably won't happen. But 15-1, 14-2, and 13-3, looking for a really good year for the Chiefs. I think they're going to get the one seed in the AFC. And Which now, the one seed is very important this year, too. More important than ever. I mean, it's a bye week. It's yeah, the only bye week they have. only bye week, home field advantage throughout the playoffs. Pretty, that's a... Pretty big advantage. Um, let's go to wild cards for the AFC. Wrap it up here. So I made a quick pivot for mine because I was like, oh, yeah, this team exists. Titans. That seemed like a pretty easy choice for me. Okay. Uh, I have one that's kind of under the radar. Uh, I picked the Broncos to be my first wild card. First wild card? Yes. yes. I, I know they play with the Chiefs, but they also play with the Raiders, who I think are going to be bad and they also play with the Chargers who I think are going to be bad so Broncos they played well against the Titans or they played didn't play well they played the Titans well and we'll see how Drew Locke does that it completely depends on how his season goes but he, he looked good last season all right on Monday Night Football he has a lot of weapons we'll see when some of them start to get healthy how he does I love Noah Fant Jerry Judy they had it they have KJ Hamler obviously mm-hmm. and uh Melvin, Gore, Melvin Gordon and Philip Lindsay, if they, they really can stay healthy. I was surprised about this because they talked about this too on Monday Night Football. They spent so much like high end draft collateral on draft picks for like offensive players, mm-hmm. and it's really impressive to see how it all came together. Kind of, I mean, I don't, I don't know if Drew Locke is the guy. That's probably the biggest question for them right now, as well as who's going to step up and replace Log Miller on defense. But I think they have pieces to put together a nice run. I have them as my last team going in for the wild card spot. Gotcha. I'm going to actually change my... Oh, sorry, you can go oh, your first okay. one. Okay. Well, my first one... I mean, I, I, we have records on here. I kind of just fudged mine as I went along. But Steelers, I think for me, they're they're probably going to be the best non-division winner in the AFC. I think... I mean, we saw their defense Monday night against the Giants, which isn't... Well, it's, it's good enough offense. I mean, the line wasn't good for the Giants. The skill positions are. But... And especially the quarterbacks. The quarterbacks are fantastic. But the Steelers... I think it's a is a very I mean it probably is the best defense in the NFL. 
Plus, we have a big Ben who's ready to throw and kind of prove the doubters wrong. And I think they have good enough offensive pieces to make that work. They did lose an old lineman for the year, which is tough. And if they have more issues with James Conner, that could be an issue as well. Benny Snell did look impressive against the Giants, which isn't saying all too much, but could be an option to look into. I like the Steelers to do very well. Yeah. For my second wild card, I'm going to change it from the Texans to the Steelers. Oh, okay. Uh, I had the Texans originally, but I'm going to go with the Steelers now. The defense, it's really only the defense. I think that's going to win them some games. Uh, probably 9-7 and seven for me is my prediction. They're a solid, solid team. I just, I, I don't know if I love the offense. Too dependent on big plays. Don't think Ben Roth, I know he played well on Monday night, but I don't think he is going to be as productive as people think. I don't think he's going to be able to replicate that too much this year. That's uh, fair. But I, think- I don't. I don't love his weapons either. I don't Juju Smith Schuster. He's only good for big plays, in my opinion. I don't think he's a good. I don't think he's an elite receiver. Deontay Johnson. Yeah, he he made he made a mistake, a couple mistakes on Monday night, and then Eric Ebron. Don't even get me started. That guy sucks. <laughs> Might be a personal vendetta there, but I mean, this is Juju's proof of year, and I think he's more than willing to step up and take that step to not be elite, but to be a very good wide receiver. For the Steelers team, Super Bowl. Oh, my Super last. Bowl? Sorry, my last. Oh, my last. My last wild card is the Colts. Oh. Are, and yours is the Titans, right? Yep, I've had the Titans. Yeah, so, so we were t- touched on them a little bit, but I think Philip Rivers gets one last run. One last road before he goes off in the sunset. Yep, with his nine children. All right, Super Bowl fifty-five. Looking at Tampa Bay as location. I'm <laughs> <laughs> making the Super Bowl. Sorry, Tom. Maybe he's back for more years. We'll see. Who do you like for the Super Bowl, Chris? This is an interesting year because there's a lot of teams. You, obviously, a lot of teams you can pick from. We don't know two of them. Sorry. Yes, we don't know how the how the uh, new postseason format's going to impact teams because it's the first year ever. Uh, but I'm going to go with the Baltimore Ravens versus the 49ers rematch of Super Bowl. 40-something. Super Bowl in New Orleans a couple years back. Yes. Harbaugh and Harbaugh. I like the Chiefs to come back. I mean, very strong team. If there's a team that can make that run, it's going to be the Chiefs, I think. And I like the Seahawks here. I did kind of faint my liking to them. I kind of revealed that I'm like, they could make a run in my eyes. And I think if Russell Wilson can take them there, they'll get there. But I do like the Chiefs to repeat here. I think, again, the biggest thing this year in NFL is consistency. And Chiefs have it, and I think they can take it to the top. Yeah, I think the the only team that can beat the Chiefs is the Ravens. And we will, I guess, I honestly, that's a toss-up for the AFC. And then the NFC, is there's a whole bunch of teams to choose from that I think could go but to the Super Bowl. But it's going to be the NFC West. <laughs> but it's going to be from the NFC West. I think it's going to be the 49ers, but I could easily see the Seahawks going to the Super Bowl as well. All right. But the Super Bowl is way too far away, Chris. We're only at week two. Let's dive into our week two picks. We'll try to go quick, rapid fire to get through all 16 of these games. Are we going against the spread or against just straight up? We'll just go straight up. Okay. But we cannot. Let me pivot to the other thing. We're doing a competitive thing. I actually had 95% against the spread in the percentile, so... Your boys got it. Yeah, I went 9 for 16 last week. Not good in picks. Um, for the straight up or for the straight spread? up? And then the spread, I was 5 for 16. So I went 11 for 16 against the... Uh, no, not against the spread, against the straight up. So, let's dive into week 2 rapid fire. We have tonight, which, I mean, you'll get this Friday. So, yesterday... We had the Bengals and the Browns. Who won that game, Chris? Because we know the future. It was the Browns. It was the Browns. That's correct. That's my pick, too. Yes, I like the Browns uh, in the battle of the Heisman winning first-round picks. Mm-hmm. I think th- this is the game for the Browns to prove themselves. If you lose this game, your season's already on fire. You need to win this game. They're at home. I think they get it here. Yes. It I will agree. be the spreads at, I think it's like, Four and a half? I kind of like... Or no, five and a half. I like it to actually be under that spread. So the Chiefs won't... Or the Chiefs. The Browns won't cover that one. All right, let's go Sunday at 1 o'clock in Dallas. We have the Falcons and the Cowboys. 
This one seems like it could be a blowout for me. Very high-scoring game here. Give me Dallas. I'm going to go the opposite direction. Oh. I'm going to go with the Atlanta Falcons. Some I think, think okay. they show a lot of potential this week in week one uh, offensively. Defensively, they're going to have to get under control, but I think Dallas's injuries to Leighton Vander Esch and uh, whatever the hell the tight end's name was. Like Jarwin. He was J- like the fantasy sleeper of the year for tight ends. That's going to hurt them. Uh, also at 1 o'clock, we have the Buffalo Bills and the Miami Dolphins. I'm trying to put the totals in. Give us your pick for... Oh, no, we already know this pick for this one. Buffalo. Buffalo big. I got Buffalo, too. Uh, I'm not going to really buy into the Dolphins until they start Tua, but obviously he's got that injury he's got to deal with, so we'll see. All right, uh, at Soldier Field, we have the Giants and the Bears. The game that Noah will be watching again. So Chicago, shout out to you for winning the first one. I'm going to go upset. Well, what did I pick? Oh, I said the Bears were the win. Shoot. Uh, I need some faith in the Giants. Giants here, let's do it. I also picked the Giants. Oh, okay. I think. Uh, listen, he's not. They're not playing against the Lions this week, and Mitchell Trubisky is not going to play well. I give me the Giants easy. That's probably the easiest upset pick I've, I'll ever make. Okay. I, I don't like really it. consider I like it an upset. Uh, Damn, switch on here. To Pittsburgh, Three Rivers. We have the Broncos and the Steelers. Wait, Three Rivers? Heinz Field. Three Rivers was like their stadium back in the 70s. No, I'm talking about the Three Rivers. Oh, two. we're that going through the Three Rivers. I see what you mean. My yes. bad. I thought you meant like the name of the stadium was Three Rivers. Like, no, that's no. ages ago. But this will be a game like from ages ago. Low scoring defensive struggle here. I do like Pittsburgh's offensive weapons here. I'll take Pittsburgh. I go with, I'm go with. i going with Pittsburgh too. Uh, that... I don't think Denver's going to be able to get anything going on the ro- on the ground. That's why I'm not starting Melvin Gordon this week. Oh, and even though he's the main guy. Yeah. Uh, uh, I guess it is if if yeah. Saquon can't get any yards, then Melvin Gordon's not going to be able to. So give me Pittsburgh. Uh, our game. Uh, I'm gonna <laughs> game of the week. Uh, at Lambeau Field, the, the Lions and the Packers. I think we're right. pretty set in this in one. In Tennessee. Oh, we're going to ignore it like it happened? <laughs> uh, yeah, so, yeah. I'm Green going. Bay, hopefully big. You never know if these games, though, could be kind of chaotic. I, could, I see a high-scoring game. Uh, very, very, two very good offenses. Like I said, I, I think if Kenny Galladay plays lines, have a chance to score a lot of points, but not win. So, we'll see. Green Bay, though, I think it's that one. Jacksonville, Tennessee. Tennessee. Jacksonville looked surprised last week. I think Tennessee, they recognize they need a win here for their playoff aspirations. At home, they step up and get it. Yeah, I think Tennessee gets this win. They are probably, I think Derrick Henry is just going to be too much. He always plays well against Jacksonville. Uh, in Indy, at the RCA Dome, I'm just kidding. At Lucas Oil Field Stadium. In order, Baltimore. We have the Minnesota Vikings and the Colts. I like Colts here. I'm going to go against you here. I'm going to take the Vikings. Interesting. I, uh, after week one, I did not see enough out of the Colts, but the Vikings I can see bouncing back this Well, you week. see, I chose my own reality where I'm like, hey, they can win games still. They try harder. So, But I, I think it's just the weapons that we got here. Uh, we're letting Jonathan Taylor lose, and their receiving core. Like, if I know Philip Rivers didn't sling it all too much, but those short, quick passes can be enough to get uh, Indy the win. All right, Philly and hosting Rams. the Rams. Yes, Lincoln's financial field. field. Yes, yes. <laughs> Veterans Memorial Stadium or whatever it was their old one back in the day. Uh, God, those astroturf fields. I'm gonna go with the Rams. Well, how can you not pick against uh, pick against, or how can you not pick the NFC West? Will Philly have an actual standing team out there? Possibly. We will see. But I, I think Jared Goff was picked for, first overall for a reason. I think Carson Wentz is overrated, and I think the Rams win. So I don't think Carson Wentz is overrated here. He. He just keeps not getting a chance, like a full-strength chance. The Eagles had no chance going into the season even, just how injured they were. Whatever. <laughs> uh, 
This one we don't really even need to discuss at all. I mean, San there's Francisco. no Le'Veon Bell. There may not be a Jameson Crowder. San Francisco. San Francisco, big over the Jets. I think the Jets are in the running for the first overall pick already. At that uh, point, honestly, a trade for Le'Veon Bell won't be surprising by week six. Yeah. No, I don't like the Jets at all this year. Uh, Carolina and Tampa. I think we both see this one the same. I'm going to write it out here. Have a pay for both. Yes, I am going to Tampa. I think they bounce back. Will Tom Brady will get his first win in a Tampa Bay uniform. Uh, Washington football team heads to the desert to take on the Arizona Cardinals. Sneaky, sneaky good game. I think people are going to have this one off their radar a little bit, but it's two teams kind of in that position, like ready to break out. I mean, the Cardinals are probably more ahead of them on the breakout. And in fact, I'll take the Cardinals here. I'll also take the Cardinals. I think... I'm really excited to start Kyler Murray in fantasy this week because I think. Stop picking what I am. I think, <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, the defensive line's good, but so was uh, 49ers, and Kyler Murray is just too quick. You can, he's not a typical quarterback. Right, he uh, will I, move and get out of the pocket as needed. I, I said at the beginning of the year, I still think it's true. Kyler Murray is basically he's like a little worse than Lamar Jackson, in my opinion. I think he's Lamar Jackson, but... Well, this was supposed to be his Lamar Jackson level year two breakout year. Yeah. And we'll just have to see how that goes along the way. Casey and the Chargers. Chargers playing their first home game in the new stadium. Will there be fan? I mean, there'll be... Wait, ready for the same joke you hear all week? There'll be as many fans as their regular home games. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Kansas City big. Kansas City by 50. I'm just kidding. Jesus. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't like the Rams or the Chargers that much. Uh, Baltimore and Houston down at Reliance Stadium. Not, uh, it's Energy Stadium. Now. I was going to say, I thought they were around. The Astrodome. God. <laughs> They're not that old. It's not the Oilers. I I mean, this could be, I've heard people saying it could be a sleeper game. Houston needs to win this one, but they won't. Baltimore just could be too hot coming out. Speaking of too hot, it's kind of stuffy here. You know what you but. need to do to win a football game, Shuby? Points. You got to tackle. Oh, and too. The Houston Texans are the worst. They were the worst tackling team I saw last week against Kansas City. I think Baltimore wins. You want to know who is the one guy you can't tackle? Lamar Jackson. Yes. It could be. It could be bad. It could be close. There's not gonna be any though. I feel bad for Deshaun Watson. Sunday night football. Get Carrie Underwood singing for us. New England versus Seattle. Rematch of Super Bowl Forty Nine. Over under on how many? Uh, Throwing from the one yard line, but still be in that game. Oh, probably like four. I could see five. Uh, so I'm gonna go Seattle here. Hmm. Uh, never bet against the NFC West. I mean, it used to be never bet against New England. So interesting to hear you say that. I do like Seattle here as well. Again, letting that offense go through. It's gonna be tough against that uh, stingy New England defense, but I think Russell Wilson lets it cook. And then. End the week. There's the Monday night game. At the Death Star. In Vegas at the Roomba Field. Roomba Field. Uh, Death Star sounds a little bit cooler. Just a little bit. Um, there'll be no fans, sad, sadly. But we have the New Orleans Saints taking on the Las Vegas Raiders. That Good sounds weird to say. Vegas. Hey, it is weird seeing LV next to the Raiders players in the fantasy apps. I, I think without Michael Thomas... The offense can still adapt just fine. I like New Orleans in this one. Give me New Orleans, too. No Michael Thomas, but Emmanuel Sanders is fully capable of being a wide receiver one. He was a wide receiver one in Denver for a lot of years, and I think he'll continue. So you're saying our – so overall our picks were all the same, uh, except for Minnesota, Indianapolis, and Atlanta, Dallas. So interesting to see how that slate plays out. Enjoy your week, too, everyone. But before we go – we're going to drop our Fantasy Sleepers of the Week. This is... I had this re-realization today, Chris. This is our first time on a podcast we're talking, like, regular season football. Yes. we've either had college Preview. or just not doing a podcast for we've, whatever reason. We've done previews. A lot of previews. A lot of previews. Not much in-season stuff. Yes. Not much at all. Um, so, but we can talk fantasy football for a bit. We're in a league. We're competing. Let's hear some sleepers for yes. week two. So you want to hear from guys who want one and zero in their first week? Yeah, so exactly. We're not losers like some other people. We yeah. know. Yeah, so <laughs> we're we're you can trust us to give you good ad- advice fantasy wise. So, so some sleepers. Bonus. I don't know if these are really sleepers, but 
Um, More just players that will go off. Players that maybe underappreciated. Yeah, underappreciated players, we'll say. I have uh, Naheem Hines as my first sleeper just because of the injury to Marlon Mack. I think, oh, he had a big week last week, didn't he? Two touchdowns. On your bench. On my, yeah, by the way, this is how ahead I am of the game. I had Naheem Hines before he got good. I'm a hipster for Naheem Hines. Speaking of being ahead, Johnny Smith is my other sleeper who (laughs) I was ahead. I picked him up. I didn't draft him, but I picked him up very quickly after the draft. And he had a big game last week against Denver. He's, I think he's like the number two or three option in the passing game for for uh, Tennessee. That's a good pick, though. And with A.J. Brown actually has some leg issues. Moving up the depth chart a little bit, going to the tight end there. Good yes. choice. And then my third one, probably the biggest fantasy claim this week, was Malcolm Brown. He kind of emerged as the number one running back in uh, Los Angeles for the Rams. And I think he's going to have a big season as well. I mean, looking at week two against the, or Philadelphia, it could be a bit of a close one, but I I can see some value in Malcolm Brown. So for me, looking at week two fantasy sleepers, let's start off with receiver. And this one is going to be very injury-dependent, but there's also a good opportunity here. And a guy who's 5'9", and I already dislike going out of the gate, Scotty Miller, Tampa Bay Buccaneers wide receiver. You know Tom Brady loves his small, white wide receivers in the slot, and that's what Scotty Miller... Actually, it's just more outside stuff, but Scotty Miller fit that, fits that type pretty well. We're seeing injuries hampering uh, Mike Evans and hampering up Chris Godwin. Godwin actually might be out for that game. but And against the weak Carolina passing team, I think Scotty Miller's going to be a good play. Hayden Hurst for my tight end spot. Dallas-Atlanta is going to be a shootout. Uh, Hayden Hurst was out for many targets last week. I think he actually led tight ends in targets last week. Didn't do much with those targets. Actually, no, sorry. Led snaps. He led snaps in the field, not targets. Uh-huh. But um, I think with that, there's some good potential there. And then finally, I went on a limb for my running back, David Montgomery here. If the Bears get ahead and can control that pace, they want to go to their running back to help extend the game out. That's their style of play. That's how they like Montgomery to be. And I think with a week of rest in between, he's going to be ready to go to get some points for you on Sunday. Those are our fantasy sleepers. Here's hoping we go 2-0 next week. I think that does it for our show. Yeah, I think that's it. Good to be back in the booth. We are 814 Sports. Thank you for listening all the way through here. You can find us on Twitter at 814 Sports, on Instagram at 814 Sports, Facebook 814 Sports, and our blog, which, God, we actually might not have touched it for years. It actually might be years, the plural S now. <laughs> Oh dear. Uh, I think Maybe we'll write po- something one day. It's the last blog post, I think, was me talking, doing a mock draft. And I think I had like Nick Bosa. Year. Well, I think my, my, I made a mock draft about mocks, which was just a complete garbage shoot. But we are done with our podcast. Thank you for listening. See you guys next time. Night, night. <laughs> I knew that was coming. I knew that was coming. Get a better outro. No.